The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. Ah, perfect. That's what I like. I like the champagne. It <laughs> had a little. Like it. You hear the little. little you hear the fuzz. bubbles. Yeah, it's yeah, nice. Hey, everybody, welcome to the winemakers. I'm John Meyer, sitting with my really good friends, Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, Brian Casey, and hey, we've got Todd Jolly here from Sonoma's Best. We always say that, but there's so much more about you than Sonoma's Best. So, welcome. Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem. Get right. How into are the that ducks mic. doing this year, Todd? Hey, we finished up eight and four. Feeling pretty good. Tighten up. Get right in there. There you go. There you go. Doing good. The Oregon Ducks. Yes, go Ducks. Absolutely. Hey, it's like go Hawkeyes, man. I'm from Iowa, so Uh, who cares? A couple of the holiday poll predictions might be Ducks versus Iowa. I like that. What uh, the Pac-12 championship? And why not? Yeah. Every happens. one of my Big Ten teams lost last week. You know, Indiana gets killed by Purdue, and uh, Wisconsin loses to Minnesota, and Iowa sucks. And I was like, ah, yeah, whatever. But always of, have the Ducks. <laughs> one of my um, new new great customers from the podcasting world, Rob Wildman, was very happy that his Ohio State beat up on Michigan this ah, week. Yeah, well, uh, that's yeah, a that good was a thing. beat up too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Harbaugh's on the I'm hot seat now. Not a. Not a Ducks fan, but I am a fan of Autzen Stadium. I've seen some saw some great Grateful Dead shows at the Autzen Stadium. <laughs> That's a great venue for the you know because you, you get up into to Eugene, and as a, aside from being the home of the University of Oregon, Ducks, 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 um, it's where a lot of the merry pranksters sort of settled into the hills around Eugene. So it's a um, for a reason. For a reason. So there's definitely a, um, the the dead in Eugene was always this extra level of party because those guys would come out of the hills and and everybody would get extra chemically altered like today (laughs) on the podcast (laughs) well two in a row that's all you know it's all okay you know we're not that we made sure you didn't drink a shabba seagal pour of no it's uh, still there uh, it's still there uh, (laughs) it was for dessert wine it was for ear candy only man so that's it hey todd how you been Life is good. You've been traveling too. You've been out of town. Yeah, I've been yeah. in a couple of different places. A couple good. of weddings up in Portland, and uh, just seeing friends. So, My, are you from Portland originally? No, uh, I was born in Los Angeles, but grew up in Boise, Idaho. And then, okay, uh, no Portland at all back there. No, I, both my parents and my grandparents are all in Portland, though. So, just I, I really there. enjoyed Portland. We used to actually spend a lot of time there. Joan's sister lives up there, and I've got a couple of friends out in Aloha yeah. and Beaverton and all that. And yeah, it was just. Well, a we have a whole really bunch of podcast place. listeners in Boise who I don't know if knew there was a Todd Jolly connection there. So we'll have to make sure that they're in. Hey, Boise. The, Boise, what's up? Shout out to Boise and make sure the Boise crew goes to uh, Sonoma's Best next time. Well, now. we got a big shout out today to Chicago. Um, I know you've been out there recently uh, yeah. and had a, living had a the pretty pod, good Living time. the podfather life. You, know, the, you, know, <laughs> you never have to leave your building. You have your bar, uh, restaurant, your, your, bar. Restaurant, your apartment, your wine fridge. Literally. His office is close by, too. His office, we didn't go, we didn't go to the office, but uh, walking out of the elevator two steps to our reserves table at Morton's Original Steakhouse, uh, the original Morton's in 
That was somewhere. It. That was. Yeah. Uh, I felt like I was in Chicago. Yeah, for sure. You know, you know, it's a where you don't have to walk through the restaurant. You have your back to a wall so that nobody can sneak up behind you. Absolutely, it was definitely. Well, that's an old Chicago <laughs> yeah, tradition. Was, was, that you know, yeah. you can't. You don't want to get shot. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's anyway. So you, you you've been on the road and you've been having a good time. Yeah, but uh, back in Sonoma and ready to drink some bubbles this December. By the way, thank you for the, the uh, Shen Blue. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. I went through it right away. Nice. Now I got a couple more. So nice. if you don't mind. So so Todd, what's um what is not this Thursday? What's next Thursday's um tasting going to be? I don't have next Thursday's planned yet, but uh, December twentieth <laughs> I have planned. <laughs> what tell us about December twentieth? Tell us. It's our third annual champagne party. Uh, so five to seven p.m. There'll be seven different sparklers, uh, probably four real champagnes. We'll have three liters magnums, uh, maybe some two thousand eights. Who knows? Uh, but $20 a person, taste seven wines. Um, we'll have food. The whole place will be kind of opened up like the Historic Vineyard Society tasting was. So through, so it's not just in the sort of wine shop. No, it'll be the Sonoma. whole building. Yeah. So if, you don't, if you're not familiar with Sonoma's Best, uh, kind of a place that's been a store in Sonoma since I was a little kid. Um, but there's three big rooms. There's like kind of the coffee shop, cheese shop, and then there's the deli. Mm-hmm. And then there's the wine room. Yep. Yeah, uh, so we'll have, there's a bar in each room. Per se, because it's a deli bar. The I like that. A bar a in bar each in room. Coffee area. Yeah. And then the wine room. So we'll have a, a different bar set up at each one. So it kind of spreads the crowd out. That's smart. Um, we had over 100 people at the Historic Vineyard tasting. and it. I was wondering how it all worked out. I was like, that's a small place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I can get spread. about you know, 40 comfortably in the wine room. So right. we get more than that on special events. We've got to open it up. Yeah. You know, it flowed pretty good. There, there was You didn't really have to wait long for any one wine. And um, the wines were all stellar. So Yeah. That's good to hear. Um, so, Todd, have you seen a increase in the amount of bubbles you've been selling in the time that you've been working at Sonoma's Best? I have. Is this a trend? Yeah, I love champagne. Um, I think if you go back to my original podcast with you guys, my Desert Island wine was, was champagne. Um, and so I've always been a big proponent of pushing it, especially things like Cremant and uh, some more inexpensive options. So kind of like going into the wines I brought today. Um, I brought these same wines on the, the Marsha's radio show on KSVY. Mm-hmm. And I thought it went over so well. I like I thought you guys would like to try the wines as well. So it's the Rotorer State, local bubbly from Anderson Valley, and then the Louis Rotorer Champagne, you know, both uh, made in a very similar fashion. And, yeah, these are two really great sellers at the shop. We sell, you know, um, at least a couple of cases of Rotorer State a week. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's for wow. $22. They're it's probably stoked about that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's good. I'd be stoked. Yeah, just I put mean, it in my wine club, and, too, so it's a nice little pop. Shout out. I don't know if we ever – we talk about Sonoma's Best a lot on the show, and – I don't think I was there the time the episode that you were on previously. You know, there's Sonoma is um, there's a lot of places to get wine in Sonoma, but most of it is from Sonoma, and that's and that's great. We grow great wine in Sonoma, um, but it's nice to be able to have some access to wine that isn't grown in Sonoma. Chen Blue, um, Chen Blue. You know, I bought a couple bottles of Beaujolais Nouveau when you know before Thanksgiving. Um, so it is happy to have that sort of addition, and since you've you've taken over and sort of taken the the reins there, and it's it's called Sonoma's Best, and you have, you know you do have some of Sonoma's Best wine in there, but um, opening it up a little bit, I think, has been um, it's it's good for us. Yeah, I appreciate the feedback. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've put a lot of emphasis on the other side of that. I mean, it, I might have been an afterthought to me because I was always getting 
a picnic lunch to go up to Gunlock or someplace like that when we were tourists. Right. But we always stopped there. Mm-hmm. And I was telling you, the very first night we literally moved to Sonoma, we stayed in that first cottage back there. Yeah, you know, it was over Christmas. We couldn't get into the Cuneo Cottage at 4th and, uh, and Spain, and we were just kind of waiting. It's like, okay, this was, it was great. It's probably raining. It was, you know, well, it's California liquid sunshine, right, Sam? Exactly. I mean, it's it's beautiful. I it's that was raining. Else. All right. Oh no, that is something else. But that's orange sunshine. Uh, that's orange usually, sunshine. Okay. usually, anyways. <laughs> you know, what I love most for me personally when I go to Sonoma's Best is no matter what day I go and and no matter what time of day, there's this real sense of community when you walk in there. And mm-hmm. if there's one, two, or three people sitting around tasting wine. Um, usually you know one of them and then you, you get to meet the other two and, and it starts conversation and everyone's just super friendly and super passionate about wine there. It's like a, just a super cool vibe that's been kind of culti- culture cultivated there that I really like. You're kind of hang. Yeah. Well, like I that. mean, the, the, you have your regulars and, um, you know, uh, they're there drinking beer, drinking wine. Part, I think you might be one of yeah, them. I was say, you have your regulars talking about other people, not you me know. who's there. I just am there regularly enough it's, to see your regulars. Yeah, that's that's all the regulars know your name. Yeah, so that's exactly. Nice. I think you're, um, everybody knows your name. I, right. Hey, let's there's face it. Norm, the, there's Bart. Right. <laughs> you're the right. There was a Bart. Are nice. The there. top handles are nice. Um, no, you do. You have a, a good group of regulars. And... Um, and, and yeah, and they are wine consumers. And, and there's some good conversations about wine sitting around that bar. Yeah, there's a lot of really serious wine consumers in Sonoma. And that's really fun part about my job is, you know, being able to bring in these wines that I love and then, you know, popping corks and seeing what other people think too. And then, you know, when those wines that I really love are also really well accepted. And it's like, okay, well, let's share these with more people and really start pushing them. Um, so it's funny, I can have super weird trousseaus from you know, in a $50 price point that I sell one bottle every six months, but you know, that one person comes in, you know, or I can have a, a Russian river Pinot and sell it all day and not really talk too much about it. But you know, it's, it's so much fun to have the completely independent selection. You know, just if I like it, I bring it in and there's no, you know, no governing body in Ohio or whatever telling me what, how to did you get to Sonoma's best? Um, I knew the Kenneth Stacey Matson, the owners of Sonoma's best and my in-laws have a connection from, about 20 years long now and I was trying to get out of the corporate wine game working for St. Michelle Wine Estates and just trying to get to wine country and we moved here where were you before in Portland yeah so after Eugene we moved to Portland for about 10 years um and so I had this connection and they called me up and said why don't you come down and take a look at this 100 year old building in Sonoma we're buying has a you know wine department in it and you can kind of you know do what you want to do and wrote up a business plan came down so this is pretty much like your own idea of what a wine shop should be absolutely how cool is that i mean you're here in sonoma but you've added so many other places around the world yeah and there there always was a good um international selection uh tom the previous owner had a wonderful palette too he really shout out to tom and gail jenkins real quick you know they did they created sonoma's best and it's now into its its next iteration but they did a great job and it's you know they built something that's lasted enough you know and you guys Absolutely. are taking it to the next yeah, step. Tom, but. he worked with me for about three weeks um, when I took over, and then we became great friends. We got to go to their dinner parties, and he really helped me kind of jump into the Sonoma's Best community that was yeah. there. And I, you know, will thank them forever for that because yeah. it's uh, it was a great entry yeah. Good into, people. into town. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, not only a great place to taste wine, but I, for me personally, the best espresso in Sonoma. 
Yeah, we just got the Equator coffee in there now. Oh, you have uh, Equator coffee in we there? Do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sam, no uh, more Pete's. Got that no more walking there. around the, the corner. I mean, the problem with Pete's for me really is like the four forty feet, you know, from my front door to their front door. <laughs> it is highly convenient for that like four o'clock. Mm-hmm. Got to get some coffee. four o'clock buzz. But uh, Equator coffee. Is kind of where it's at right now. And yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the only equator in Sonoma Valley. It is, yeah. 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 It used is that to be the one where the birds eat it and shit it out, and then you grind oh, it? No, no, no that's monkeys or cats, it's somewhere. Elephants, like elephants. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Sounds cool, right? We have a lot of scatological sounds ex- sounds coffee. Expensive. Uh, no, equator. They're out of. Uh, I think Mill Valley. Out of Mill Valley, yeah. Out of Marin, just really, really good coffee. Um, and it used to be a crisp, and then the whole thing with crisp happened, and there was no more equator in town. Do you sell? Are you selling um, by the pound too, or like yeah. beans? You yeah, we have beans? A, a Sonoma's best roast, um, and then a couple of the other. The oh, really? Ah, huh? that's a good thing right there. We're gonna do a coffee podcast. Yeah. We should do a coffee podcast before we do a wine podcast. I've got some Kona <laughs> over here. If you, you know need. what I. I have the perfect person to do a coffee right. podcast. A woman over in Petaluma, Sheila McBride. She has Petaluma Coffee um, Company, and she's been doing it for forty yeah. years or so now. Right. And she has a great take on it. Okay, that would be Petaluma good. Coffee Company. When I, I during the fire went into Petaluma Coffee Company to buy a bunch of coffee to bring over to our crew, and they gave me a giant carafe and like one of the like you know. From the coffee shop and just said, bring it back. (laughs) Well, we we should ask Dave Hayes and Roger Randall and all those people who are always talking to us. Do you want to hear a coffee coffee show? You know, the funny thing, everybody always talks about how it takes a lot of beer to make good wine. It takes a lot of coffee to make good wine. And and winemakers are are really particular about their coffee uh, to the point where Jeff Baker, actually our winemaker has a little like at home countertop coffee roaster. His, so he roasts his own beans and then grinds God. it and then makes it with the AeroPress. He's like very particular. Like you go to work at Stone Edge Farm Winery. The first thing you're going to learn how to do, it's not sanitation. It's not like where the barrels are. It's how to operate the AeroPress. I swear to God. First thing you learn how to do. Most important thing at the winery. Which means you're going to be getting an AeroPress for your place. 16600? Uh, no, we'll just break it. <laughs> We're 40 <laughs> feet from Pete's. What do we need an AeroPress for? <laughs> You're what? 10 blocks from Sonoma. And 10 blocks. Well, eight. Eight. No, yeah, I guess 10. Nine. First Street West. Eight, eight to Street the Plaza. East. Broadway. Broadway. That's <laughs> a long walk. It's a long nine. Yeah, it's a long nine. You know, you they are in the position. To, I mean, everything that's going to grow in Sonoma in the next 10 years is either down Broadway or by your yeah. place. I mean, 8th Street is set to explode. Well, and it is very wisely the closest not, yeah. You don't not? You don't oh, think yeah. so, Bart? I mean... Oh, I said I hope not. Uh, I love 8th Street the yeah. way it is. Uh, well, it, it is the closest beer and wine and coffee to um, where most of the wine in Sonoma is made. Mm-hmm. So that's... I mean, as far as... I don't know if that was, like, the first thing you said when you submitted your business plan to the Madsons, but it should have been somewhere on the first page. <laughs> like, like we're just going to sell wine and coffee and beer to everybody who works at those wineries. Yeah, it's always a lot of fun during harvest, and you get all the purple, you know, purple armed people coming in yeah. and just give me some bubbles. purple armed people. Yeah. <laughs> that's such a great image. Yeah. <laughs> it happens, yeah. Well, and Todd, so first of all, you poured for us the the roadie, the Rotor Brew Anderson Valley, which yep. uh, nice. I don't know what you guys sell this for, but I think it's probably one of the best values in sparkling wine. Yeah, I completely hands down. agree with you. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, wh- what do you guys sell this for? 22 bucks. Yeah. yeah. That's a steal. Yeah, so this is in my uh, yeah. November holiday wine club as a uh, either Thanksgiving or you know New Year's celebration offering. And I think for $22, French winemaking, it's 100% estate fruit, you know, 60% um, Chardonnay, 40% Pinot Noir. It's just... Yeah. For twenty two bucks is a no brainer. Yeah, and they don't need our help selling the wine, but I, yeah. I mean, it's worth the mention right. that yeah, really if you is. want something you can bring to a holiday party, yeah. everybody's happy when you show up with a bottle yeah. of this. My wife loves this stuff too. Yeah, another thing about Rotor, which a lot of people don't know, they're still family owned, so they're not owned by a large conglomerate like a lot of the champagne brands are. So yes, they are a massive company, but um, one of the things I really like to do at the you know even get back to it is they're still family owned, and so it's not right. Um, they have an importer, you know, that works with their wines for the states. But you go back, and it's not, you know, hundreds of thousands of people looking at the at the stock market. It is right. a family making decisions. Do you see that as a driving decision maker from people who are shopping at your place? I mean, they want local. They don't want the big conglomerate wine. Um, it's kind of split. A lot of times, people come in and they're new to town, and they just saw my ten dollar tasting sign, and so they came in. And a lot of what they do is Bingo. buy, you know, big brands, and it's really the second they start thinking about how brands can be family owned, everyone gets excited. You know, I mean, the, the, I don't know anybody that's ever been like, I don't want a family owned local product. Um, kind of in anything. Give me that corporate owned wine. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, right? Damn it. Yeah. Now the thing about corporate owned wines, you know, there are Call some really great values and some really awesome wines. But if I'm not, what I tell myself all the time, if I'm not at eight street East representing hyper local wines at great price points and telling the stories of, other people here in town, like I'm missing my mark. Yeah, so it's, it's great to have. You're all like your own podcast it. right yeah. there. I mean, you're, you're representing We're everybody in listeners. the area. Yeah. Bart and his friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bart, how many times a week are you there? He, he's the only sounds there like once yeah. a month, Terry. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah you know, the <laughs> great thing is, is Terry, <laughs> if any of our wives, listen yeah, to this Terry show. has never listened to the <laughs> podcast. So I can, my mom, my mom listens a lot. Um, 40,000 times. Hey, mom. <laughs> yeah. um, no, how many times a week am I there? Two, you know, three, probably. I, I do use it as a, I do use it as an office. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will have coffee and sit in the back and, and use for the computer or for the Wi-Fi. Um, I'm in there two or three, four days a week, five yeah. days a week. Sometimes. Well, you it's make your harvest. mind right down the street, right? Yeah. yeah, you know, it's the eight it's the first week. place to get a beer um, coming up 8th Street on the way home. and We just got Russian River on handle, got Blind Pig on tap at the moment, which is nice. All the other Russian River beers and stuff. <laughs> Damn, you're making this uh, into plugs. a room. See you later, Bart. Bart actually just left. Yeah. Bart just got up from the table and walked out the room. He's on his way to Sonoma's Best right yeah. now. <laughs> well, Sam, I want to respect your yeah, time. Yeah, this gotta, clock's a little I'm, fast. I know, but, I'm, but we're having yeah. fun. I got, another, I, I got five minutes or okay. something. And it's just because you're gluten-free. You don't have the appreciation <laughs> Right, I'm not drinking. I know. I'm just jealous. So <laughs> move back to Sonoma and all these beers are really good. <laughs> Sam, are you guys completely done with harvest now? Or have you seen any grapes still hanging, guys? Uh, you know, it's really funny. Now that um, leaves are falling off of the vines, you're driving around and there's a spot on Napa Road and there's a couple other places where the grapes just did not get picked because there was no room to put those grapes anywhere and people left, you know, there's probably millions of dollars worth of grapes wow. across Northern California. That just, All because of capacity? Because of capacity. Because if, if, if every tank is full, it doesn't matter. If, it doesn't matter. There's nowhere to, nowhere you, to go. You can't freeze them like Chava did with his blueberries? You can't or freeze you them like, you can't freeze, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, we still have, I still have... 
two tanks um, in an extended maceration. This is the the Combi project, uh, the Combi Katuri collaboration that well, you know Isabel is is sort of spearheading for us. Um, Isabel Garcia. So there's uh, uh, the Oakville Ranch Grenache and the Rossi Ranch Grenache still sitting on skins in tanks um, at the winery. So there's a, if you were saw on my Instagram over like the Thanksgiving weekend. Um, while everybody was gone, I was put in charge of like overseeing the wine every day, doing these sort of soft punch downs on it. Um, and I was happy to learn today when Isabel got back that I didn't mess anything up. So the wines Good are boy, still Sam. on track. <laughs> no, there's no VA. There's no oxidation. I did my job. Um, and now I'm glad that everybody else is back from their vacation. So I don't have to work in the winery <laughs> by myself anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Nice that everyone got a break. Isabel was a little spun last time we yeah. <clears throat> we sat down with her. Yeah, I think there's fruit from, you know, when I get off at night uh, uh, from uh, Watma to the dumps, when you're driving that, oh, I, sure I, I roll down my windows and you can smell the, the fruit just kind of rotting in the yeah, vineyard. You can get that vines. real strong smell. So, yeah, I think that's a thing. I think there was just some stuff out there that didn't have just a home Just there was for. nowhere to, no room at the end. Yeah, I mean, yeah. remember, uh, one ton an acre um, extra this year um, it adds up really quickly. Yeah, when you, you have know, 20 tons of grapes is a... 12,000 gallon tank right so well that's amazing i mean everybody was out kind of sharing equipment and borrowing this and that and you know do you have any tanks i can use etc um it's a good problem to have seriously uh, here we here we go okay well (laughs) we've lost control of the uh podcast got his bart's uh, brian's got got the uh the bottle barn finds and this is on the topic of uh isabel gassier and the the Combi collaboration. This is a 2012 from, I don't know how you pronounce this, but it's from the Gossiers. It's Mavedra, oh, 49% Mavedra, 35 oh, really? Grenache, 16 Syrah. Hey, while you're passing that one around, Todd, can you talk a little <laughs> bit about that second? Um, this is, we can call it champagne. Yeah, yeah. So this is the multi-vintage brute from Louis Roeder. Um, a lot of people are dropping the non-vintage claim because it technically is a multi-vintage. Um, so the blend on this is a little different. 40% Pinot Noir, 40 Chardonnay, and then 20% Meunier. Um, this wine in particular came about right after World War One, when there wasn't enough grapes on the Roeder's farm to actually do full estate. Um, and so this is the only production they buy any fruit for in their whole lineup. Um, and like I said, that goes back to right after World War One when they their um, vineyards were destroyed. Yeah, uh, yeah this is forty bucks. Um, a little more delicate. A little more delicate. Yeah, uh, the bubbles intensity, but very soft. A little more frequent. Let's see if we can hear the bubbles. They sit. They sound. They sound. Whoa, whoa! Who's Hell in charge of production here? Yeah, that, they sound that. smaller than the the estate bubbles. I'll do it again. <laughs> we'll, we'll get it right this time. Nah, it's all good. I, I gotta go. No, really, you gotta go. Well, hey, kids, it's been real. You know, I'm glad that you guys are busy. That's the whole thing. I mean, we've been talking about harvest since what mid September? August. When were were, yeah? Um, The first uh, Carneros uh, bubbly grapes came in when Bart? I mean, end of August versus September? Mid yeah, beginning of August. And, And and so you've got September, October, November. And you're into December already. It's, it's yeah. crazy. Our press date is December 5th for our Grenache macerations. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say that for the most part, everybody's done. There's probably a few extended maceration tanks out there and stuff. But uh, people have been getting, you know, weekends off and wineries are getting cleaned and whatnot. There's less um, 
uh, big bins of grape waste sitting in on Eighth Street East. Yeah. How many people processed down on Eighth Street East? How many? Do you have any fifty, a hundred, something like oh, that? Oh, I mean, uh, I mean, it's I mean, really an epicenter. There, there's probably um, there's probably twenty five to thirty brick and mortar wineries down there. Otherwise, you know, sharing the big warehouse right. space. But even within that, there could be another the same amount. Um, of, you know, uh, or more, of, or more of under small projects. Small projects yeah. And you well, know, I mean, and Incadu alone. I mean. He's probably got ten. seven or eight, ten yeah. of them. Yeah. Um, you know, that uh, Fell that just opened, they had like three or four. Opal um, Moon does a huge amount of yep. custom crush. Yep. That's Sonoma. Um, Sonoma Custom Crush is right. a larger, and they do, yeah. Tons. Yeah. 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 I, I met some, Like I said, you know, I talk, we joke about it, but most of the wine in Sonoma Valley is comes made out in East. a romantic uh, industrial park on the edge of town. <laughs> it okay. is romantic. It is romantic. It is romantic. Yeah, I mean, there's an airplane. Sometimes the tourists are like, down there? Down there. Yeah. They're in their heads, you know, wineries of the vineyards and the driveway and the palm trees. Well, you know, the, one of the down funny there, huh? things is um, uh, there was an article in Sonoma Sun uh, at one point, and it was um, the end of the olive tree lined um, wineries, uh, driveways going to wineries, and it was all about business park wineries, you right. know, or and and it really has come true. I mean, you know, not everybody can afford a piece of property where you can have a long driveway approaching the tasting room. You don't have a chateau, you could do it up at your place, it'd be very cool. Oh. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no but I the... think let's be honest about what happens down there if if. If all these people that are making wine had land, as you're saying, the, imagine what the price uh, per bottle would be difference. So n- now, as a as a benefit, we get to have all these smaller winemakers like Bart that get to do their thing, and we get to drink their wines at a reasonable price because Bart isn't paying the right. rent on on uh, acreage. Uh, and uh, Brian, the- are you referring to double gold Valeria Dane Cellars oh, and gold? I, I heard a rumor. Uh, I gold, heard the one. Gold. I heard a rumor that the uh, Rhone blend the uh, show, took Brian. a double gold. Uh, I'm I, I'm going to leave with this line about you know chateaus and uh, from a line from West LA fadeaway by the Grateful Dead. Uh, I'm looking for a chateau, 21 rooms, but one will do. I don't want to buy it. I just want to rent it for a minute or two. Uh, I mean that's. That's making wine in Sonoma these days, right? <laughs> there you go. 8th yeah. Street guys. East. 8th Street East. <laughs> That's We've got right. it. Sam Couturier has left here. the building. Sam Couturier, now Chardonnay winemaker. There we go. Really? <laughs> what? Yeah. Wow. I heard when it's pretty good. Happen, Brian? Well, this happened just recently. I don't even know if it's released yet, but I know uh, I got to try a little splash, and I know Jasmine's talking up. The, the Chardonnay too. She's Jasmine's gonna buy and drink it all. Yeah, she's she's in love with that Chardonnay. Take it easy, Sam. All right. <laughs> And what before wow. we head into He's wait a minute the wines that's incredible. What are you drinking, Bart? I just poured the okay uh, some of the microphone. GSM. Okay, should we hit that before? Because what wow. is that Bialy wine? Is that a Zinfandel based? Yeah, it's the party line that uh, you okay. were talking about on the podcast. Okay, and, cool. Um, I had it in the shop, and so I figured you know that that is really cool. Good I mean, you yeah. you're way too young. I'm yeah. I'm, 93 and i remember party lines mm-hmm. it's you know you had four or five people on the listing i mean we'd listen to other people mm-hmm. and it's like somebody on this line but i mean black chicken was very cool yeah absolutely. And that whole subterfuge that they were trying to do is just neat 
My then family he, has a cool connection with the Pramix, which are the the other half of the Bialy. Really? And um, and so I got to try this one pretty early on, and it's just it's very very tasty. And for twenty five thirty bucks, it's you know it's really hard to beat. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's get that. I'm sorry. I'm still finishing up that rotor. That it's is so yeah, it's good. all good. Yeah. Yeah, so I usually sell the rotor at 44, and then through the holidays, I always drop it down to 39.99. Now so. you do mail order and shipping, right? I do. Yeah. So um, it's easy. I, yeah, full, full online store, and you can buy buy in the store and ship. And, you know, I, more places are able to ship for you. You know, as a tourist, we'd end up with you know boxes and boxes and boxes over at UPS on mm-hmm. Highway 12. Now they can't ship it yeah, anymore. They don't do it anymore. Yeah, so as a retailer, I have limited um, states I can ship to compared to wineries. Wineries can ship to How to bad more. is it? Um, it's not too bad, but wineries can definitely ship to more. So. <laughs> what are the still stupid states that don't allow it? Uh, I'm not going to call them stupid, but some of the, some of the states that are really hard to get into. Uh, Pennsylvania, um, Utah, Utah is extremely hard to get into. It's really the liquor control states that the state controls everything that can be purchased by retailers. Have you ever lived in a liquor control state? I mean, Iowa, we had growing up, we had state liquor stores, big, ugly cement block places. You went in, they had dirty shelves and it was just bad. It's like, it's like selling, um, Hungarian wine to the communists. You don't care what it is. Yeah. But you know, I mean, you could, there's a lot of, you know, kind of sounds like bottle barn to me. <laughs> well, but they they have a, a reason for being. I mean, that right. they want to they want to do well. They want to give you what you want. Right. And I was like, buy what we have and right. screw yeah. you. No, I got gotcha. you. Know, I so. gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So hey, Todd, um, I always love to ask this question. Do you see any um, any wine trends happening that you want to that that have caught your eye or anything that you want to talk about or? Um, um, let's see here. I think I, I mentioned this a little bit in the last time I was on the show too, but Syrah in my store is, is, you know, really trending up. Um, there's a lot of Syrahs being made in California that are just called red wines. And I kind of want to see that go away personally. I want to see Syrah, you know, get the credit that is due. And so many people love Syrah when they don't know what it is, but if right. they, they don't order it when they see it. Right. Um, and so, but do you think some of that's also a style? I mean, you, you I just think like the the style of Syrah right now in California, people are really liking like the deep, dark kind of smoothness of it. Right. Um, especially a lot of the Central Coast ones. Um, we sell this wine called La Quadria from Stoltman family. Um, and it is just this beautiful Syrah mixed with a little bit of Grenache and Sangiovese. It's like $20, $25 a bottle. And I mean, we just, just sell it like crazy. Well, and that just, project is a really cool project because La Quadria is the... the the people that work at the winery yep. actually farm that themselves and get to sell it themselves and the proceeds go to so that Peter Stoltman can keep them on the property year round rather than have migrant workers. It's a really yeah. cool program. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it even goes a little further than that, that the, like the 2,600 cases, or whatever that are produced from that, it keeps them around. But then every December they actually get a bonus check depending on the seniority of the staff of the crew or the quadria. Um, they actually get bonused out too. So not only are they full-time employees, but they also get holiday bonuses as well. So it's yeah. like they're partners in it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, so that what's the name again? Because people Bach will Quadria. want. Uh, get, well, it's yeah. Stolt. Yeah, Stoltman. Do it again. And it's Peter Stoltman and his wife. They're just 
really sweet people. They make killer wine. Sashi Mormon is their their winemaker. Yeah. Who anyone that hasn't had Sashi's wines, mm-hmm. he's also partnered with Raj, um, who does what is it? Uh, Ocean's uh, Journey? No, no. no, no, no. This Raj. is another uh, Raj the Psalm. But they've got um, they used to have, what was it? Evening Land. They used to have Evening they got, Land. That's it. They have yeah. some vineyards up in um, um, up in Oregon and then some in California. But um, yeah, and Sashi's like a a baker. Him and his wife are bakers. They grow their own heirloom varieties of wheat to make bread and stuff. They're super down to earth people, and um, I've always been a fan of that Syrah from uh, from the Stoltman Vineyards. I think they do a great job. And the domain, name again, Domain de la Quadria. Domain de la C U A D R I L L A. So, are you selling this in a special Christmas box, and people can order half a dozen different wines for Christmas? Bring BYOB. Bring your own box, and we'll (laughs) we'll throw it right in there for you. For mail order across the country, (laughs) you might as well tap into Todd and what he's doing. Um, You could put together some great gift packages. Yeah, Todd has his his latest uh, wine club shipment Mm -hmm. just went out. Yep, yeah, just went out in November. It's great. So, how do people join your wine club? On the website, the easy way to sign up, or uh, if you come into the shop, you can sign up as well. Sonomas-best.com. Um, there's a link for the uh, the club on there, and there's also tickets to the champagne party on the the top banner. It says tickets. Click on that. Sonomas-best.com. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well hey, there you didn't Everybody who's thinking about getting somebody something for Christmas. Yeah. Just to order it from you. Yeah, man. we actually have a one-year um, <laughs> present membership, so you can just buy. Oh, really? Uh, it's four, so once a quarter, and then it expires, and you can continue it after that. But um, we have a lot of people that buy those one-year memberships as presents, and then I try to get them to sign back up, and usually they do because it's um, the main club's one hundred and fifty dollars. You know, once a quarter for six bottles of well, wine. Well, you know, when you join a club, all you get is their wine. Mm-hmm. With you, you get all this good wine. You know, yeah. you, you kind of go across everything mm-hmm. well and it's tough and uh, you know i think if people go in there that aren't very savvy about wine and and wine labels or or wine right there they're not really sure exactly how special it is like for me i know we pour stone edge farm 2012 cab by the glass at the hotel i mean which are that's probably like 45 a glass you guys have that available or i don't know if you still have any mm-hmm. but you were selling it for like 95 or 105 something like the, that i'm at the same srp as stone edge now so i think it's like one 20 or 125 okay. which is pre- still when i had the 12 that was the srp and so right. it was the same but uh, my price for stone edge wines as their only retailer is the same as theirs and right. i'm just super happy to have them in the store because they're just they're still well, yeah and we have people that come in and say can we get this wine i said well you got to make an appointment to go do a tasting but if you want sneak down to sonoma's best yep. and pick up a bottle same thing with blue farm yep i'm like you want to try blue farm um you know we, we've poured yep. the pinot by the glass amazing from amola rock and and then I think you even had uh, the Shard and Rosé as well from... From Blue Farm? From Blue Farm. Yeah, I have two, yeah. Different, I have two different Blue Farm Pinots. I have two different Blue Farm Chardonnays, and I had the Rosé. And then I have three Donham Pinots and the Donham Chardonnay, and I had the Donham Rosé as well. Yeah. yeah Do you have Rockies. a favorite that you found so far now working there? A favorite what? It's just a favorite wine. A fa- uh, what would you go to? Because you can. The Stone Edge Farm Surround is a hard wine to be. Oh, shit. What vintage are you on right now? Uh, I just went to 14. Yeah, we. It's unbelievable. Sixty-five bucks. This probably a hundred. So this is what we've come to decide is the best value in 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 um in the valley right yeah, now yeah, is I that Stone Edge Surround and um save we, me a couple. We, we were pouring <laughs> the Surround in the Thirty Eight North in the bar and mm-hmm. we were pouring the Cab, um 
but we're thinking about switching. Mm-hmm. We're thinking about bringing the surround over into the restaurant because we yeah. love the development of the wine, and it is it's, it's such so a crowd pleasing yeah. wine. People just like, oh, man, I've had the, I had the twelve for a long time, then the thirteen, and then um, I had an opportunity to try the fourteen, and it's just I mean it just keeps getting better. It's like wow, yeah. this wine's fantastic, and then another vintage comes out, and Dorothy Chiquetti, you know, she sends me an email like, okay, we're releasing the new one, and it's honestly better than the last one or whatever she might say in that manner and i'm like okay you know sales jargon and then i try it and i'm like dorothy you're right it <laughs> literally right, is yeah. better than the last one <laughs> and you know there's awesome. i think um mark the summit at the restaurant tried the tried an 09 mm-hmm. um a little while ago and said you wouldn't believe how freaking good it is Fantastic. Um, that they still have a tiny bit left or if you can get her to yeah grab you a bottle off of her personal uh shelf there yeah, that's you know said. brian you were you honed in on the 08 for the bubbly and the champagne. Was that just a stellar year that, I mean, way beyond anything else? I mean, with vintage champagne, you got to look at it as it was a year good enough to make wine in the first place, right? Or good enough to put a year on it. And so when a vintage is released, um, I always look at it, okay, there's a, a released vintage. It's going to be stellar. And then 08 in particular was a, a very nice vintage. And so they held it back a little bit later than 09. And I think those ones are gonna are gonna last in the cellar for a really long so time. So, are you saying that the '08s are just now being released? Yeah, from my understanding, I think Brian, you actually said it earlier too. So that um, yeah. that '09, um, some of the '09s came out before '08s. And have there been any uh, declared um, champagne vintages since then? Um, I think I don't know I've, about that. Off the top of my head, I don't know about that either. I think twelve might have been one. Yeah. So um, if it's not a good year, Bart, they don't put the but it's not year it's on not it? it's they not John that year? it's not a good year. Their model is to blend, right? right. Like so this their is... model is to blend and and make a great wine. They just have when it's a stellar year, they right. go. You know what? Let's let's put some of this aside specifically. Okay. To create right. this even so more there could special be like four wine. or five vintages in this bottle, and so but then the two thousand eight would just have 2008 but there could okay. be some 2008 juice yeah there probably yeah, is 2008 no. in that mm-hmm. well yeah in that yeah vintage. and so this just this is in the cellar for three years before release and then the 08 you know is in the cellar for almost 10 but i think so. the cristal the 08 cristal was probably what, what number did it hit on the wine enthusiast list i think it, it was it, in the top 50 yeah, was, for sure it was um, super high and i actually had yeah. the opportunity to have some 08 cristal last year and it was everything it was supposed to be yeah, yeah it was length delicate yeah. and still just like powerful at the same powerful, time like citrus, crazy like bright and just like so crisp and clean. yeah the citrus yeah. flavor is the supposed to be amazing the cheeks are going yeah it's amazing stuff yeah so anyone out there if you can get a hold of any i mean it's it, it's probably it's not gonna be cheap but uh, call todd yeah i tried to get more of the 08 cristal in the shop but they were sold out but it's i have tough, the 2008 yeah. paul roger right now okay yeah. Ooh, how much is that I think it's like 119. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> Bart is pointing down at something across yeah. the table. He's about ready to dive into the Bialy. There you go. I was genuinely impressed with Bialy. I really enjoyed, first of all, thanks, Bart, for getting us over to Gott's Roadside little oh, yeah, burger Gott's, place. Uh, and, to Gott's you know, Burger Place. And, uh, uh, we had yeah. fun. We were, we were Napa tourists. Yeah. And uh, listening back on that episode, you said... They didn't even stop us for our papers at the county line between Sonoma and Napa. I thought that was very good. Papers. Well, Are your papers usually, in order to really go to Napa? Usually it's all the people that get stopped by the high patrol with their speeding. No, that's a, going over. that's a 55 zone, man. And I love watching people get busted there. 
It's, it's pretty fun, fun to pass people on that uphill though when you get the, the right. two lanes right. come into play and make that left hand turn. You got the, the Mustang with the top down in front of you, <laughs> and you going forty five. And then the lights go on it. and <laughs> you pull over. Yeah. Yeah, and you got four bottles of open wine. What's the worst car? speeding ticket you've ever got, Todd? Worst speeding ticket I've ever got. Uh, I think the worst ticket I ever got was just I crossed over a white line, like a double white line at the beginning of a merge. Cross, there was like $300 for Ouch. crossing over that. That was in Eugene. Um, but speeding tickets wise, I haven't had anything like too crazy. You know, I got 20 a 20 over. I got a speeding ticket on my bicycle. No. Going through downtown Petaluma one No. Time. You're such a badass. You're like your cycle? Yeah, you're yeah, on my bicycle. <laughs> bicycle. Wow. With or without the engine on it? Um, uh, and I didn't have my ID. No, without. I was young. So I was what very, are you telling young. us about this story? <laughs> yeah. I got nailed in my Triumph 95 in a 35 zone. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah. That's just irresponsible. It was. <laughs> I was. I mean, guys, you know, I'm, I, I was driving sports cars. I was having a well, good time. Well, the fact that you didn't have any pants on, I don't think that helped. <laughs> no, it really didn't. <laughs> so, Todd, I'm now, I'm now remembering this wine as I'm drinking it. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. mouth-filling. Yeah. I mean, it just hits every yeah. part of your palate. It's just like some wineries, when they have, you know, these 60 to $100 productions, and they make like a quote-unquote um, second label. Right. Thank you, Todd. Um, sometimes you can lose some quality, and with this Bialy, it's just such high quality for a lower price point. It's kind of like the surround with Stone Edge, right? It's just you're getting everything Bialy is in a in a lower price point. And so, if you've never had Bialy before, it's a great place to start. Uh, my in-laws are are members of the Bialy Wine Club, and I love going over to their house and opening the cellar. And it's like you know just. Sneaking out bottles of Monterosa or What's whatever, sneaking yeah. them out. Huh? I wish I was and replacing doing that, it but, with this. Right? Yeah. We were for Thanksgiving. I actually showed up. I was the last one over on Wednesday night, and there was like a half open bottle of Monterosas in. And I was like, "Oh my god! Like you opened this without me here." <laughs> Everyone was like, "Oh, we're so sorry." So I poured a big glass and yeah, got into it. No, What's I mean, the this vintage on is, this? This wine is just seventeen. It just 17. lays across your palate beautifully. Yeah, and but it's still got some secondary fruit on the does. on the finish. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. yeah. It's got a little bit well, of like know, tobacco thing going too. Which yeah. I they're so smart. They've you know they've got that high end market, mm-hmm. and people who love them love them. I mean, their allocations. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're sold before they. Have, there you go, Brian. Have it. I was going to steal one of your pieces before. No, so this this can. wine is just screaming for a piece yeah. of salami or <laughs> something. And this you know shout out to just the the North Coast AVA in general. This is 100 percent Lake County fruit, 100 um, percent Zin. And so, I mean, showing what Lake County can do is Zinfandel. In a 2017, you know, this, this wine is fresh, and it is ready to drink. So Lake yeah. County will be Napa in 20 years, right? You know what? People are planting a lot of cab there now. Absolutely. So, but I'm, that's what I'm hearing is that it's going to be the, the next place for value-oriented California Cabernet. Yeah, uh, high quality. If you can find some spaces where, you know, the fires don't go all the time. You know, and yeah. realistically, maybe in the future, these, you know, vineyard sites can be our, our big fire barriers like right. they've worked so far that we've seen. You know, plant more vineyards and there's less. Uh, well, yeah, and, and uh, Donald Trump said all we need to do is rake in between the rows or something. Just no, to keep it the from Roombas. Running. Didn't you see that post about the oh, Roombas we get a Roomba? working in the forest of Norway? Oh, perfect. Yeah, look for that one, folks. <laughs> right. Shout out to Roombas. I just got a Roomba yeah. on Black Friday. And you I like think that? It's amazing. Yeah. Do you have any pets? I don't. Okay. Uh, we got two cats because I want to get it, but I'm just wondering how that's going to go over. Yeah, it's, it's what they'll it attack. It's, it's become my dog in like cat. three days. I like talk to the Roomba and it's doing its own thing. But I mean, it's it's a really cool little machine. Have you I'm, named it? Roomba. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, it has such a good Keep ring to it. It came with a name. <laughs> so Bart, this has such a, a big, big flavor. 
I mean, and what do you do to, you know, in winemaking well, to I, make I mean, if it this like is, this? I was thinking this was a blend of, of uh, all over, but if it's Lake County fruit, I mean, this is kind of reminiscent of Lake County fruit. It's mm-hmm. big and opulent. Um, uh, you know, that's a warm grape growing area up there. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly different soils would give it different. But yeah, I mean, it's a big, round, beautiful wine. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's not incredibly complex. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's, it's, just it's it is what it is. Good. It's juicy yeah. and tasty. And, and spice. And yeah, acid. I mean, with a big bowl of pasta yeah. all day long. Yep, I agree. Yeah. And if you want some really complex, you know, grab well, spend yeah. another thirty bucks. They're also deep and dark. Side. They're beautiful. Yeah. I was very impressed with their uh, the petite Syrah they gave us. That was good stuff. Yeah, overall the good uh, good wines at Bialium. Beautiful property too. Well, and I like the fact that Tres Getting is a you know kick ass bass player for what is it the Silverado pickups? Silverado pickups. That's there you go. Yeah. Great name for a band. So shout out to Tres Getting. All right, so you guys, we got this. Uh, we got a GSM on the table. This is from now. Sam was saying it's a Gossier. No, it's an MGS. <clears throat> it's an MGS, but he was saying it's a Gossier wine. Um, but I don't think it says that anywhere on there. Um, um, I mean, when Isabel's. we were down at uh, when we were down at uh, Hospice to Rome. Hospice yeah. to Rome, They were pouring this. They were pouring that wine. This and okay. the white, and it was same label, just different color. Uh, okay, I remember yeah. trying the white blend and liking it very much. Yeah, yeah Gossier is on the on the back label. Does it say that? Okay, cool. And then I really want to get to Bart's wines because now that I know that they're um, award right, double been, gold winners, now, now that they've been imagine, by other, can people? you imagine how much better they're going to taste? <laughs> yeah, but you know, I just think it's so funny that like, and Todd, you just got done doing a judging and yep. stuff, and it, it's it's amazing, you know. I mean, on certain sides, I've had wines that I've put in, and they've been very consistent, mm-hmm. and then wines that you just don't think are going to do well and then they do incredibly well. And I, I, you know, is it that how they go in the lineup? Is it that they stand out amongst these other ones? You know, I mean, Um, so much of the judging is comparative set and what's put in front of you. That's exactly right. There could be 12, you know, GSMs out and there could be different vintages and everything. It's whatever people put in. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not going to give away too many of the secrets, but you know, it's really about, you know, all the wines and there could be 40 GSMs in a competition, you know, you got to taste right. through all of them. So standing out, but I think being balanced overall yep, and not having any like critical flaws, right? The flaws are, you know, like, you know, you're starting to push glasses away. And But it's interesting because now whenever we kind of talk about, it, we say how there aren't really flaws anymore, but let me ask you that sitting on a panel. Mm-hmm. Do you get wines where you go, oh, there's something not right about this? Or is it a matter of like uh, you're trying to figure out truly like they're all good, which one's really the best? Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a two-part answer. Number one, which wine just tastes good, right? Right. Like, is there, are the consumers going to love it? Like I'm guessing this Bialy wine would do wonderful in a competition. Uh, absolutely. Right? It's just, it just tastes delicious. But then – if you're getting into blends, it's one thing, but if you're getting into varietal categories, then is it actually tasting like what it's supposed to taste like? There you go. Um, you know, we did, I, I was in a Pinot lineup at the Harvest Challenge, and we had, I don't know, like 30-something Pinots. And there were a few of them that we actually sent back because we didn't think they were Pinots. Um, but you're sure kidding enough, me. No, really? sure enough, they were. Um, <laughs> you know, we, didn't, we never found out the producer of them, but it's just... That's funny. Stylistically, you know, the beauty of living in the United States and having our AVA systems the way they are is we can do whatever we want. And so right. if you want to make a wine a certain way, go for it, you know. And, um, but as, you know, 
a salmon training and and whatever else you know when it's a pinot noir lineup i want it at least taste like pinot noir right you know? yeah interesting yeah. so and these were all from where were they from these are all from different places but you yeah the this the challenge i was just at was um from anywhere anybody can put in we are, there was italian wines in it there were um australian wines but well. i'm just curious what made you think that it wasn't pinot was it like super concentrated was it depth or was it just what, what was it that it made was you completely think? opaque you couldn't see through it at all uh-huh um it looked like petite syrah on the glass right Okay. I mean, you know, there's no secret that there's things people use blending things and concentrators and all sorts of winemaking tricks. Yeah. And without knowing, you you just don't know. But I could see how, yeah, you know, I mean, some people think a little bit of Petite Syrah or a little bit of Syrah and a Pinot works, and um, but it, it can overwhelm it. And that yeah. may have been, you know, um, may have been it. Yeah, if it was in as a red blend, I mean... Right. It would have probably done okay, just because right, right. it was like it wasn't bad. I mean, it was juicy. It had like dark cherry qualities to it. You know, it had didn't have any secondary stuff. It was all fruit and just. I mean, it's juicy wine, but yeah. in, in a Pinot Noir lineup, it was just like, come on, like that's not. Yeah. Hmm. Um, if I bought a bottle in a shop and I was told it was Pinot, and I got home and I or at a winery and I poured it without tasting it, right. I would have been confused. Right. You know. Yeah. So. Huh. What's your favorite Pinot right now? Who, who do you think locally is making a really good Pinot? Honestly, we, we already talked about Blue Farm, but um, Blue Farm is fantastic. Like yeah. the the Anna Katrina Vineyard down uh, by San Giacomo off Broadway there. Another one that I just got in the shop, um, haven't sold very much of it yet just because I have a lot of wines in the shop, so I haven't um, really got to pushing it. But Kanzler. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. Kanzler wines are Yeah, really Danny's been doing effect. pretty yeah. well out there. He's a great you know? guy. He came to the Historic Vineyard Society um, tasting, but I brought a case. I think it's just the Russian River... I want to say 15 or 16 vintage got like 93 points from spectator, but the wine's fantastic. It's yeah. 60 bucks a bottle. I have it right next to blue farm and Donham on the shelf. Cause I think it's in the same um, quality tier All right. and it's really, really tasty. Nice. Yeah, we're supposed to have Danny on the show here coming up. I think um, on the tenth, right? Right. Is that uh, it's coming up in December? I mean, he he, he wants to do a couple, so nice. you know, well, I, we're in December. I, I just want. We are. <laughs> yeah, I'll, we'll check in with him. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, it's just. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. We'll, we'll I want Hill, Hill of Tara. Uh, I mean, I think that's great. I, I really enjoy watching these guys do a passion project, mm-hmm. and it comes to fruition. It's just a beautiful thing. Well, you know, that's... A, okay, so a good question for you, Todd, is... Um, I mean, I'm sure... Are you curious about uh, possibly making some wine? Oh, absolutely. Um, I had the opportunity this year to make wine up at my Comus with my uh-huh. good friend Braden Albrecht, who's a, the head winemaker up there. Um and so I got to go through that whole process for the first time. And I'm very hands-on when it comes to learning. Like if in studying, I draw maps all the time. I mean, there's things I yeah. do that I have to, I'm hands-on at. So reading a book and doing something isn't, um, for winemaking at least, that's not the way I'm going to learn it. Yeah. So I think every year just more and more and more, and then we'll see what happens at some point. I'd like to try a rosé or something to start with. But we'll I see. think that's a great yeah. idea. I thought the same thing because a rosé, yeah. at least um, it's, it's not sitting around for too long. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. you want something that you can make. It's in stainless yep. steel. You don't have to pay for barrels. Yep. And you're pretty much going to bottle it in three months and hopefully sell it within three Cash flow. Yeah, totally. There we go. Other vintage like this year, I'll just run out in the van. And, you know, and you if people guys... don't buy it, you can drink it. Yeah, exactly. I'll just do only in magnums. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> you guys, you guys should start wineries. It's, yeah. It really is that right? Simple. We're geniuses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, at that, look at that smirk on his face. Where's, right? the, where's the really applause, John? That simple. Yeah. Really yeah, exactly. is that simple. Yeah, you already really sold out, Brian. We're good. Right. Listen We're to done. Mr. Double Gold, Double Gold, Double Gold. I, you know. <laughs> but uh, uh, hobby-wise and just doing it, I mean, you know, studying wine and selling wine every day, there's uh, every day I get closer and closer to wanting to just 
know more and more about it. And realistically, it's the knowledge side why I want to make wine rather than like the passion. The passion for me is knowing what's in the bottle and being able to send people home happy. Yeah. So they come back and, you know, trust my palate. But um, it's just, I mean, why not? You know, like it's just, it'd just be a, a fun time. I had a really good time this year up in my economist with those guys. And I just want to continue that and hopefully do it at some other places as well. Yeah. Well, there's this place in Petaluma, Todd. You know, we, you and I and Brian, we can pull our money. We can buy it and do whatever we want with it oh, next God. year. That so. place right off of 101? Yeah. yeah. To the, no. to the uh, west? The only thing I would ever grow there is Riesling. Because with all those cars going by, yeah. it's going to smell like yeah, petrol. petrol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Todd, I know you have uh, some appointments and things like that, so I want to make sure we respect your I'm, I'm sure we're over your scheduled uh, time it's but yeah, yeah. Uh, that's fast anyway but nonetheless so how do people get in touch with you and how do they order wine from you yeah my big um, like big marketing part of me is at sonoma wine merch on instagram um, i do i post a lot of pictures of my bottles um, link to the website on there so at sonoma wine merch and then sonomas-best.com and uh, if you want to email me todd at sonomas-best.com and put together, you know, big uh, six packs for all your friends for Christmas. Yeah. There's the deal. Well, and I would say anyone that's coming to town that, you know, especially this time of year when you're thinking about, you know, people always have this vision of going to a place that's got a sprawling vineyard and you're not going to be able to tour vineyards right now. There's nothing really to see. No. I mean, it's going to be rainy and cloudy basically this time of year. If you want to go to one spot where you can taste a solid amount of really good local wines and get them at a good price and kind of see how the locals hang. Um, come in, start with a beer, have yourself a, something from a Russian River Brewery. Mm -hmm. Then you're living like a local. Yep. Then start drinking some of the wines and then finish off with one of those uh, espressos uh, that you guys <laughs> Well, the way the espresso, espresso with the caramel chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I've yeah. heard they're pretty good. Oh, yeah, you okay. Get lunch too while you do your tasting. You know, right. All right, Brian. Right. Do you? Um, you know, I just want to say congratulations to Bart in all seriousness for um, for his wines. Oh, for, yeah, me for too. For getting the nice scores. It's always, you know, it's nice to see when when small production winemakers who are passionate about what they do actually and and you know it's not that the scores where they go oh yeah now um we can sell the wine it's it's just kind of a pat on the back that says you know what you're heading in the right direction where you're there's some appreciation for what you're doing and it and if it helps you sell the wine in some way i think that's a benefit for everyone mm -hmm. Um, so congratulations, Bart, Bart. congratulations. I, I mean, you know what it, it is, it is self-assuring or self-reaffirming, um, because you do go through this period where you're always kind of thinking about the wine. What could you have done? Or what didn't you do? Or what did you do? And, um, it's nice for some third party, um, endorsement. And, you know, I, I get third party endorsement in many ways. One that people buy the wines, you know, Todd's been a great supporter of, of Dane Sellers and, um, uh, and, and that always helps. I've and, tried. Um, uh, and, and, and John, you're a great supporter and, and Brian, I mean, you guys I all love your wines, man. And, and, I love them. and, and so the, the, it's one of those things when you get a great score, you love it and you market the hell out of it. And when you do, you know, good, um, and still maybe more than a lot of other people, you, you, you're always looking for that, the golden, the golden side of it. And in this case, we got a couple of them that way. And, um, yeah, hopefully it helps sell wine, you know? Yeah. yeah these are both tasty. If you guys, nice. if you guys, I, I, w I was going to say that we, um, I was going to try to offer a, 
a little discount out there to the podcast people that and on our website if you go to uh the 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 discount code put in podcast yeah um and we'll help you out we'll give you a discount and uh, take care of some of the shipping out there okay so, yeah perfect wow yeah, there you go folks for the time for Chris. There is, right yeah. now so, this is really a good not good, just wine for yourself response. but uh purchase what a great yeah, we can send yeah, great great gift yeah. is the gift of wine around yeah. christmas time not only because the people appreciate it but a lot of times they'll pop it and you get to share it with them right then and and I know that sounds kind of self-serving, but sharing a bottle of wine is is kind of a special thing with people. And, um, and and you know, and then the other thing I would say is, for me anyway, we don't have a tasting room. But if you're in Sonoma, go down and see Todd. Um, he usually has something open, um, and certainly I've given him the nod to someone comes in and asks, just open it up, and I'll replace the bottle. So yeah, um, if nice. you want to taste the wine, if you feel you got to taste it before you buy it, that's yeah. the place to go. Yeah, if you really want to buy a lot of Dane Cellars, call Bart because uh, I opened my doors. <laughs> for him to come in and do some tastings with people as well. So it's a uh, well, it's, it's always perfect. a good time to have Dane Sellers in the house. Right. I think I'm going to do that same podcast discount on my website. Um, yeah. So by the time this is live, just put podcast in the discount thing. And nice. Yeah, we'll go 10% Wow, off, you guys so. are... Uh, marketing guys are geniuses. Marketing geniuses. I like it. Well, not only that, but the listeners out there are getting a screaming deal. And that I'm interested in that, that gift membership mm-hmm. for a year. I think yeah. that sounds like a great idea. So... If if um, if you know someone that's a wine lover um, that's in your life, no better gift that you can give them is wine being delivered directly to their door. Yeah, it's, it, it works yeah. pretty well. And these aren't just Sonoma wines; they're about half half of the six are Sonoma wines. And then there hasn't been a club without a French wine yet. Um, there's Spanish reds a lot in the summer. There's rosé in like the it. summer. There's sparkling in it's the awesome. winter. Um, yeah, it's always a yeah, really nice mix. Spanish Grenache, Grenache, Grenache. So, all right, everybody. Hey, thanks for listening. Uh, we are the winemakers. I will leave you with uh, four thoughts: dress Italian, drive German, kiss French, sip Sonoma. How's that? Go. All right. <laughs> thanks, guys. Much appreciated. See you next week. Thanks, John.